This morning, I want to talk more about this season and Christmas, and, and uh, there's actually a question that the Lord has been putting in my heart. I'm actually going to be teaching today, man. Can I put the teacher hat on? Now, the teacher hat, you have to understand, it's a little different than the preacher hat. The preacher hat wants to, to, to inspire and encourage, amen, but the teacher hat wants to lay down a foundation and take you to another level, amen? And so, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I give you permission, that if I begin to fall asleep, hit me and wake me up, okay? So, because, you know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit to your, your, your mind, but I want to talk to your spirit, and uh, we want to teach a little bit. This is revelation. This is, uh, some people call it dogma or theology, but uh, there's a question that has been uh, really in my heart to answer today for you and for those that are watching and I only have maybe about 20 minutes to speak it out uh, and and then the the cameras go off and then I could speak another hour and a half so it's okay Amen. cowboys are going to beat the eagles later on in the afternoon so we don't have to hurry up and you know just I, I just want to delay the the emotion of defeat for for Meadle because he's an Eagle fan. Just call him out. Just call him out. But I, here's a question I want to answer today: Is Jesus worthy? Is Jesus worthy? And and a lot of people say yes, Jesus is worthy. Why? Uh, uh, uh. They don't know why. You know, and if your faith doesn't have understanding, then it's really not solidified. It's really not what you believe. There's a difference between wanting something to be true and believing that it's true. There's a lot of people that live in, in, in religion. They were trained when they were kids or they went to church and they, you know, they, they have this notion of who Jesus is. So they do things because of religion and, and, you know, especially Hispanic moms are really good at, at you better do it or Jesus is going to get you. Or, or they present something like God is a, is, is a, is a God that wants to punish. You, you, if you don't do it, this is going to happen to you. But I want to show you how God is a God of love. One person was saying, I don't want people to know me about what I'm against. I want them to know what I'm for. And so I want to lay down the foundation of, is Jesus worthy? And so that once you hear the arguments, then you can make up with your own mind that he is worthy. And worthy of what? I want to just answer some of those questions today, amen? The reason why we are celebrating the whole season, the whole world is recognizing Christmas is because they are really asking about this question. And those that don't celebrate Christmas with the understanding of Jesus being worthy is because that question has not been answered to them. So it's a holiday, it's a, it's a party, but it's not really a celebration of the Holy One. And so I want to answer that question. Is Jesus worthy? In Revelation chapter 5, go and go there with me. Revelation chapter 5. And I'm going to be reading from verse 1 through 13. Revelation 5, verse 1. Go and put it on the screen if you can. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 5. Begin verse 1. And I saw in the night, in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Verse 2. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scrolls and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a heart and a golden bowls full of incense, which are, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne, living creatures, and the elders of the numbers of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Let's go and stop right there. Amen. Praise God. And so it talks about the Lamb, Jesus. First, it, it describes him as the lion. But when he was revealed, he was a lamb. He was a lion of Judah, but he was a lamb that had been slain. And if you understand the, the order of things, there was a time, there's a time every year that the priest would receive a lamb and would sacrifice the lamb unto God that the blood of the lamb, and the lamb had to be a, a lamb that had no spot on it. And the, every family would bring that lamb and they would, they would sacrifice the lamb and the blood would cover the sin of the family so that when God looked at them, God would not see sin upon them. He would see the blood as payment for the sin, because the Bible says the payment of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Jesus, and they would do this every year, but Jesus 
was the Lamb of God that once and, and forever, for all mankind, he was slain and his blood was, was shed on the cross of Calvary, not, for, not just to cover sins, but to, there's a word called a sponge. And that means to destroy as, and leave not one trace of sin. Not one trace. That's what Jesus did for us. When someone receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Bible says that all their sins have been washed away. They've been cast into the wind as far as the east is to the west. In other words, they will not be remembered. And in the eyes of God, they are as pure and as holy as Jesus Christ. No sin, no stain, no, no sin, no guilt, no shame. In the eyes of God, when someone accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they, God sees them with the same love that he has for Jesus. Amen? And Jesus, who didn't have any sin, he laid down his life for you and for me and for all the sins of mankind. And the payment of his blood was more valuable than all the sins that could ever be done in this world. Was more valuable. Matter of fact, it was an overpayment. It was a payment that was more than enough for the sins of man. Amen? So because he laid down his life, let me talk about the scrolls. Because the problem was that who can open up those scrolls? What are the scrolls? The scrolls are the revealing of time that the kingdom of this earth become the kingdom of our God. A lot of people, they complain about the pain of humanity. You know, why did we have to go through wars? Why do we have to have death? Why do we have to have suffering? Why do all these things? But there's a promise according to the word of God that there will be a day that there'll be no more tears, that there'll be no more death, and there'll be no more pain. And that was the promise. But it wasn't until Jesus came, died, was buried in the grave, and three days later, he rose from the dead, that the scroll, so that time of the kingdom of this, kings of this earth can now become the kingdoms of our God, now it's in action. It could not happen before Jesus. But now that Jesus is here, we live in the end times. And the end times is not the end of the world. The end times is the end of sin and death and pain and suffering Hallelujah. and shame. How many, want to, to, how many are looking forward to a time where there's no more tears and there's no more pain and no more suffering and no more shame and no more death and no more murder and no more fear? Well, we are in those end times now. And that's why we have the opportunity now to tell as many people that Jesus is Lord, that he is alive, and that he loves them, and that there's salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And all men have to make a decision whether they're going to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because even though Jesus paid the price for the sins of mankind, without them accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will be condemned to the place of hell that was made for devils, not for man. So it's never been about how good we are. It's never been about how good I, of a person I am. We all want to judge ourselves. Well, I'm a good person. I don't do this. And the funny thing is we, we compare ourselves to somebody else. I mean, <laughs> I'm not as bad as that guy. As if their, as this, if their unrighteousness make us righteous. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. We're not saved and, and, and redeemed and washed because of our works. We are saved, redeemed, and washed because of the work of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. And now you can accept him as your Lord and Savior or you can reject him, but it doesn't change that he paid the price. If, 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 if someone went to a restaurant and said, everyone that goes to this restaurant, I'm going I'm, I'm to pay for a thousand meals. And even though they might only give out 500 meals, but someone paid for a thousand meals, and you were one of them, and you showed up at that restaurant, and you, you walked in there, and then you say, well, I can't eat because I don't have the money. Wait, even though the restaurant owner's like, no, come on in, it's already paid for. It's already paid for. Come on in, already paid for it. But if you don't sit down, and, and matter of fact, there are, you might even sit down and see the food and be in fear that you, you don't have the money to pay for it. That's what a lot of people are with their salvation. They, 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 they're, they're in fear, like, oh, I, I, might, I might go to hell. You have to be free to accept the free gift of salvation. As much as, you, as Jesus wants to, to, to give you complete salvation and deliverance, you still have to accept it by faith. Not as something that you earn. It's not about being good. Matter of fact, nobody here is good enough for Jesus. You're not worthy, but Jesus makes you worthy. But, but how can, does he know what I've done? He loved you in spite of what you've done. That's why he's so, it's so easy to love Jesus because he loved you first. Amen. And because he had no sin, he had, the Bible says that he was, he, he lived on this world, but yet he didn't have any sin. Amen. He became worthy. Amen. And he overcame the, the, uh, the death. He overcame sin and death. And, and, and he rose, he, he died and rose from the dead three days later. He became more than a conqueror of death. Amen. And then he invites everyone that believes in him to come and live with him. Live in him. To be part of him. Amen. Let's just go uh, Revelations 5.5. 5. Let me read this in Revelation 5.5. 5. It says, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scrolls and to loose its seven seals. So right now, we're in the rolling out of history of time. Amen. When I see things happening around the world, first I pray for them. I, 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 I ask God for mercy for them. I, I stand in intercession for them. 
but I am not in fear because I know I'm saved. I am not, I'm not living under the curse of, of fear. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, amen? And so I know this is part of the process to get to the place of promise that there'll be no more death, no more tears, no more pain, and the kingdoms of this earth will become the kingdoms of our God. And whether they want to kneel or not, they will because the Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? That's part of the process of things. Amen? And so the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of, the, of David, he was victorious over sin and, and death. Now this is really, really important stuff. Because remember, I'm answering the question, is Jesus worthy? Now, in verse 9, it says, And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings. Everybody say kings. kings. And priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to receive your crown. You have already received your crown when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Look at your neighbor and say, just go and strain it up a little bit right there. <laughs> just go and strain it up, just, you know. The Bible says, and has made us. In other words, not that you earned it or you worked for it. You have been made a king. And a priest. To who? To our God. That means when God looks at you, he sees what Jesus has done through you, in you, for you, and he sees, Renee, you are my king and you are my priest. He looks at you and says, you are my king. And you are my priest. I recognize you as, a, as, as someone of, of, of royalty. And someone who is holy and righteous. Because of what my son Jesus Christ has done for you. That's why he can enter into communion and fellowship with you. Because you're not a stranger. You're not like a normal person. You've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been made righteous by his blood. Your sins have been expunged as if they never happened. And so now, the same spirit that lives in God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives and dwells inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I am a king. I am a priest. That means you have power on earth and power in heaven. You're not normal. There's a lot of people that have hope and they, they work hard on this world, but they don't got spirit power. They don't got kingdom power. They don't have angels that are on their side waiting to hear their voice and act accordingly. By his blood, he has redeemed us to God. Restored relation between the Father and Son. Made us kings and priests to our God. 
We are united as one into Jesus, so united in relationship with God. Amen? His blood is the perfect gift. His blood is the perfect gift. Because as much as he has paid to give you the gift of his blood as a sacrifice for your sins, you still have to receive the gift by faith. And it makes us the kings and priests to our God. Let's go to, I have to speed this up a little bit. Uh, In Matthew chapter 1, because I want to pray with our brothers and our sisters are watching us live. In Matthew chapter 1, let's go and begin. Let me just read this real quick in verse, uh, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was that follow after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is, the whole, is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. I want to read a quick quick scripture before I give the, the, the rest of the teaching. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, it says, 2 Samuel chapter 7, 16 says, And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Okay. Uh, I only have a few minutes. Then we go off the air. We didn't buy enough airtime. Okay. David. How many of y'all heard about King David? Remember David and Goliath? When God chose David... He chose David to be king because he says, I'm, 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 I'm searching for a man after my own heart. And David was a faithful king, so then God released a blessing, the blessing I just read. He said, forever, there's going to be someone from your house that will be king over this earth. What did David receive? A heritage of kingdom, of kingship over the earth. David was king of the earth. So you had David, and then you had Solomon, and then you had all the generations. And the kingship went from one generation to the next generation. All, everybody from David's house. Are you with me? And it went all the way down to a man named 
Joseph. Joseph was engaged to Mary that received Jesus in her womb. Mary's blood was not mixed with Jesus's. Jesus' blood was 100% God. He was placed in the womb of Mary. Because of divine instruction and revelation, Joseph married Mary and adopted Jesus. That means the same authority of being king over this earth that God gave to David was now upon Jesus. When Jesus was born into this world, he was born into this world 100%, 100% king of heaven. When Jesus was adopted by Joseph, he received 100% king of this earth. So Jesus received king, kingdom, king of heaven and king of earth. Amen. Through adoption. Amen. He was adopted. The wonderful thing about adoption, the child doesn't choose the, the parent. The parent chooses the child. And when the child, when the father adopts the child, he puts upon them all the blessing of the family. They're, they're, they're not sub-children. They are equal, equal with inheritance and rights. Because of Joseph, Jesus now had the, the authority to stand for man as king of earth. So that when he went to the cross, he died for the sins of man as a king takes on the, 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 the payment for his kingdom. And so he went to the cross, laid down his life. Three days later, he picked it up. And everything that he had paid for, sin, shame, guilt, all of that, it stayed dead in the grave. That when he rose from the dead, now he took back whatever man had lost of relationship. And he paid the price once and for all, for all the sins, so that now anyone that gives their life to Jesus receives complete freedom and victory over sin and death. Because the king paid for it. Our king paid for it. But he wasn't just king of the earth. He was king of heaven. And so anyone that gives their life to Jesus, the Bible says that he becomes one with Christ. The, the greatest example that, he could, that, that we have is a marriage where the two become one. We become united as one with Christ. So that now God doesn't see us as just earthly vessels. He sees us as sons that have the authority, that the same love that he has for Jesus, the same love that he has for us. All our sins have been washed away. All our, all our guilt and our shame is gone. Now we have full access to the kingdom of heaven. And he wants to use you just the same way that his son lived to redeem man back to God. The Bible says we have the ministry of reconciliation. How many thank God that you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? And you have the power to bring everybody into the same relationship that you have with God by opening up your mouth and telling them what Jesus has done for them. It's not by force, it's by love. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And every time we open up our mouth and tell people about the love of Jesus Christ, they get to taste the goodness of God. Man is looking for saviors. 
They're looking for a savior. That's why they get so involved in sin and death. They, there's not a drug that can make them happy. There's not a drink that can make them happy. There's not a thing they could do that can make them happy. It might be good for the moment, but then after that, it brings death. But every time we open up our mouth and tell people about Jesus and what he's done for them, they get to receive the love of God. And the thing that was missing, which is righteousness to be right before God, comes through into their life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.